Have you been enjoying the adventures of our characters in Rumble Squad and Serviceable Plots? Or getting into the nitty-gritty rules for 5th edition? Support us on Patreon. By contributing as little as $1 a month, you'll get to hear exclusive content and updates before anyone else. Our higher-level patrons get access to DM's notes, outtakes from our episodes, and even a chance to add an item or NPC to a D&D Raw episode. Yes, you can hear our silly, out-of-character shenanigans, and even cause some of your own by influencing the story. Our producer-tier patrons listen to our audio before anyone else to give feedback and shape the final episode. We want to give a special thanks to our producer-tier patron, Matt Fry, for serving as a producer on this episode. We also want to thank our adventure tier and above patrons for their support this month. So thank you, Feral Joe, Grimfuse, and a Linux fan. To join this list of outstanding people, go to patreon.com slash dndraw. By joining our patrons, you enable us to dedicate more time to creating episodes. And if you're not able to support DND Raw on Patreon, we would love it if you leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you. Next week will be Serviceable Plots, Episode 25. Join us now for Rumble Squad, Episode 24, The Pummel Patrol. With me today are the following players. Hi, I'm Chris, and I will be playing Oric Fireforge, the Hill Dwarf Forge Cleric. Hi, I'm Nick, and I will be playing Leuven Cromdell, the Half-Elf Alchemist Artificer. Hey, I'm Rachel, and I will be playing Elaine Fox, the Human Druid Barbarian. Last time, Nissa and Aaron discussed what they had gone through and their future plans as they began their journey to Orenthal. Meanwhile, Auric, Leuven, and Elaine fought off a spectral creature before continuing their exploration of the ruins of Neverhelm. They eventually came across a group of skeletons, and after defeating them, they met a turtle named Yopig, a darrow named Inca, and a half-drow named Yazgos, who were exploring the ruins as well. The party decided to travel with this trio as they pressed on, where they learned the three called themselves the Pummel Patrol. As you guys are walking, since you've gotten a better look at this group, you notice a half-drow, Yazgos, it has this pristine studded leather armor, a shield across his left arm, and a short sword strapped to his side, as well as what looks like a hand crossbow on his right. He looks very athletic, with short white hair, his onyx black skin, and pale silvery eyes. Inca is like just at about four feet tall, thin, like pointed white beard, short spiked hair, and these colorless pupils, but he's wearing these kind of ragged robes and has a staff in hand. Yopig, meanwhile, she has this blue greenish shell, dark greenish skin, and very dark eyes, and just seems to have an air of like overall peace about her. But this is the Pummel Patrol as you guys are proceeding onward through the ruins. So they're kind of leading, correct? A little bit. Yopig's kind of like up like by you a little bit and kind of say like, it seems like we must go this way. Yes, just based off our understanding of the ruins. And she's kind of like pointing across like between the couple of buildings. You see, it might be a little bit tricky to walk through the area. Most of the area still is pretty collapsed. It seems like just from age. And you see several skeletal bodies kind of here and there across the street. Most of them are just like shattered. 
Okay. Yeah, if she's just kind of asking what I think, first off, I would say, yes, that seems correct, but I should mention that there might be other ways that people have traveled through here, so I'm not entirely sure. And being in this very unnatural place, or at least it feels very unnatural to me, I my bearings are a bit off. You sense it as well. I worried it was just us. The heaviness of Umera still helps to guide me here, but I do not sense her presence so much. I have prayed out with very little response. The unnatural air is heavy. Aye, this place does bear quite the weight on uh, my connection to my deity as well. And your deity has granted you powers. She has blessed me with power over nature. Yet nature here feels thin. I, For me, it has to just be the intense surge of magical energy around here of every possible type. Inca kind of pops You sense the increase in magical energy as well. Yes, this is good. You must be a caster of the arcane, are you not? Yeah, a little bit here, a little bit there. I'm an artificer. I make magical items. But yeah, I have a few spells. Excellent. A self-made person. Good. Not one who needs his power and just like side-eyes York from a more powerful... I'm gonna like slide up. Not like step in front of Orc, but like right next to, and just the hand is gonna kind of on his shoulder, like, no. Inca, like, doesn't even finish the sentence before Yoping just shoots a look over at him. And he's like, I mean, self made's a relative thing, right? Because Oric actually came to my town and I started traveling with him. So, uh, in a way, we're better as a team. His pace starts to match yours a bit more, and he just kind of tries to, like, angle his head towards you and whisper a little bit of just. Yes, I know, it helps to have others with you, but the power that you have is your power. Not power from someone else, but power from within you that you have brought forth. Can I get a read on Inca to get a sense of maybe where Inca's power lies? If you want to try and figure out him, roll straight intelligence. 14. So based off of what he's saying, that is your own power, and you saw him casting arcane spells, He is one of two things. He is either a sorcerer, which means the power comes literally from within him. And that is the more likely considering how he speaks about the power within you. Or he is a wizard, which means that he studied and and learned a lot of the spells. I want to do some some insights. You can roll an insight check. 11. And what were you attempting to determine based off this insight? Kind of trying to determine whether or not they as a collective are kind of on the up and up or if they're down here maybe for some more nefarious purposes and trying to determine if the one, the Daro, is just trying to goad me on. He looks down upon you for your power having come from another, but it seems to be just in general like that's just his personality. It doesn't seem like he's going necessarily specifically against you, but against maybe clerics in general or divine casters in general. In terms of the overall party, as far as you can tell, it seems like they're on the up and up. It seems like they're here doing a a job. I mean, you're not detecting any sort of nefarious, malicious, or any really hidden intent from them. I mean, at most, you know, Yazgos is like sizing all of you up physically, like trying to get a gauge on how tough you all are. But beyond that, 
to Inca, I say, ah, so I'm guessing you're a sorcerer then. Were, were you born with the power or do you have some kind of like dramatic story about how you gained it? Oh, I've always had this power, the power to manipulate magic, bend things to my will. Oh, I bend things to my will as well. Only I use a hammer. Yes. No, weaponry is, is lovely and barbaric, but it works well. I, I think it happens to be very effective. The bloody mess that you make at this. Yasgos is like suddenly right behind him and just goes, you want to uh, say that a little bit louder for me? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I'd be giving a clear look to Yopig. Just the look of like, is this going to stop? They're all talk. They don't actually dislike each other. They'll be fine. Can I make a perception check to get a better idea of uh, Yazgos's armor? Roll perception. 12. Studying the armor as you are, it is extremely well-crafted. You don't notice any branding or, or mark or anything on it. Either whoever made this doesn't care about letting themselves be known, or he made it. But it is very well-crafted, very well-maintained, and just overall, like, kept pretty nicely. Okay, would you say it is comparable to the level of orcs craftsmanship? It looks better crafted than some of the studded leather you've made lately. Not a lot better, but maybe a little. So Yazgos, I happen to notice that armor you're wearing yeah. seems to be of respectable quality. Thank you. How'd you come by that? How else? I made it. Huh, I see. Where did you train? Have you been to Lashara? Ah, uh, I cannot say I have. Can't really say I've been much to the Underdark either. I'm a hill dwarf after all. We only go so deep. I understand that. Lots of bad blood between you and some of the Duragar. So do they have much smithing down in the Underdark? Most Duragar tend to focus on just crank them out. Get every sword you can. Not all of them, but most that I've known. It's much easier to make a lot of money if you're just getting the same item out faster than just focusing on... He kind of taps his short sword. How delicate and balanced some of the weaponry can be. Uh, something gets lost when you start mass producing it versus giving it the quality and care that it deserves. I make sure that everything I use and everything I can do is up to the highest of standards. Uh, it seems to be pretty good. You craft your own armor? I do. I have my own smithing company, the Holy Forge Company. I produce the arms and armory. And some of my work you can see on my companions here. Wow. Are you pointing out Elaine? I, I point out both of you, because you're both wearing my goods. Studded bone, huh? I wasn't my normal material, but I felt I rose to the occasion. Most of the studs look very well crafted. You did a little bit of uh, patchwork on one of them, though. I did, the one needed a little bit of touch-up, but... Uh, all the rest I've been pretty happy with. I may go back and fix that one when I have some more time. Looks perfectly feasible. It's a good design. Won't hinder in any way. How's it working for you? As he talks to you, Elaine. It's worked out quite well. I can't complain. Fits my needs as I prefer bone, leather, wood sorts. 
Would that give, you know, a look and probably a knowing nod to Yopig? There's a big smile on Yopig's face of just like, yeah, the good stuff. The good stuff. <laughs> yes, you are after my own heart. In a sense. I may have a little bit less aura of calm than you do. I'm working on that. That is good to hear. Vumera help you. I am sure she can guide you along the path that she needs you for. Occasionally, I do feel rather irked by things and must release such frustrations upon those that deserve it. No, I can imagine you can get angry. I just, I get the sense that my anger is a little more yin and yang, whereas yours might be a little bit more, you burnt the cookies kind of angry. Oh, it's always so sad when that happens. So you're traveling along. It is still creepily quiet, other than your footsteps and the conversation, by the way. What's the visibility like? Do we see for a long stretch, or is there so much rubble? It's mostly torchlight. So there's lots of issue with the darkness itself, because there's nothing else lit beyond that torchlight. I'd love to hear more about the Underdark. It's true, I've not been there either, but I wouldn't mind traveling there one day. Uh, are there any sights in particular I should see? Roll Persuasion. 18. Incasite. I don't think that, and there's a brief like nudge from Yazgos. Inca had a very difficult experience in the Underdark, and his opinion might be somewhat colored by that. The Underdark is filled with beasts and monsters and aberrations and monstrosities, and is not an easy place to travel through. The better locations are within the city themselves. Lashara is a beautiful city filled and he kind of gestures at this and you see four small globules of lights appear in his hand like blues and violets and greens kind of float and circle around him briefly providing a little bit of extra light which he starts to send off slightly ahead of you so you can see better and just does a little nod towards you elaine these lights fill the city give its color to a dark and dreary world it can be a wonder to behold if well, you are more used to living on the outskirts of civilization down below. Those are beautiful. If time permits later, may I paint that? I suppose. Do you have an example of your artwork? I'll produce one. What are you showing him? I have one of my childhood home. It's a six-bedroom home, a fair, fairly small rooms so with, with a, a cute little, you know, brick chimney at the top. And there are some, in the painting, wisps of smoke coming out of it. It's spring right now, so the fields are very much alive. And there's, you know, some farm equipment outside, some various rakes. And there's a, the horse stables off to the side that hold about four to five horses. Fascinating. That is what you, and he gestures like towards the upper part of the painting. That is what you refer to as the sky. Yeah, nice sunny day. Yopig has told us about this, but Inca and I have never traveled to the surface before. You see like a slight headcock and Inca looks at it and just like maybe slight shudder? It's so bizarre to not have a ceiling above you at all times. It's wonderful. And if you ever go out on the ocean, that's where it's at. The ocean. And he stares over. Uh, imagine the, the lakes, but to stretch out and out underneath the sky. And again, 
like Yazgos has a look of like intrigue and Inka's just like, no. So I have a question then. If you have not seen this guy, you must have entered here from somewhere here in the ruins, another path. Yes, we found a path from below, came upwards. We found a way towards the south-southwest area of the city, traveled around and started to, she gestures to the map she has, look and mark things as we went by. We found some collapsed statues by what might be the entrance to the city. They looked badly damaged, and we heard commotion from a smithy of sorts, but we traveled around that and decided not to antagonize any potential hostile creatures here. The entrance you came in through, was it a natural entrance, or was it kind of crude? Did you guys create it more, or...? Well, we might have cleared out a little bit of space from it, but for the most part, it was partially carved through. So it looks like it was part of the original structure, is what you're saying. It might have been access to deeper mining. That is our general assumption. I'm not certain entirely. We did handle some rather nasty little creatures from down below. I don't suppose you've ever encountered things like carrion crawlers before. No, I have not. Yes, large slug-like creatures with paralytic mucus. No, can't say that I have. Can't say I wish to either. No, they are not pleasant at, at all. But we dealt with them swiftly. Uh, Yaskos is usually very good about striking and eliminating such creatures at close range, while Inka and I can remain more to the back and at a bit of a safer distance. Yasgos has a big, proud smile on his face. I would look to Yasgos and give like a respectful nod. Be like, looks like if uh, we encounter anything, you and I will be up in the forefront. Then I'd be excited to see how you fight. I'm always looking for challenges. Test my skill. Give a little like knuckle crack. Like likewise, I like a good challenge. Okay. So, anything else you guys want to do as you're proceeding along? Maybe just a perception every so often, looking around, making sure there's nothing about to, like, pounce on us from the sides or no skeletons. Go ahead and roll perception checks. Nine. Nine. Seventeen. Looking around, I mean, Elaine, Auric, you are noticing more skeletons in particular areas. You notice, like, what might be a marketplace in one spot, a couple of, like, shops and homes. They seem to be just scattered across the ground nothing particular it just kind of looks like this was a city that was very much alive and then just wasn't luvin you notice a lot of the skeletons around occasionally you do hear motion off in a distance uh familiar to the skeletons from before not very close by but definitely like it seems like there are undead about but none immediately around you guys one thing you do notice however is Occasionally, you'll notice a few skeletons look like they are not just like collapsed, but damaged and broken. I will just briefly mention when there's a pause in conversation. Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm hearing some, uh, you know, clicky clack of bones way off there in the distance. Probably more undead. Also, those over there, yeah, probably were at some point. Do you know the history or what happened here? We do not. This is a very old place. 
Uh, we simply knew that it might have some items of interest that we might be able to take and sell for some coin back home and, well, just basically get some good money out of it, get some experience, and better ourselves overall, Vumera willing. just seems odd that everything was alive and then suddenly ceased to be. I don't know of many instances of this. Granted, I am by no means any sort of historian. Your pet kind of just shakes her head a little bit. I only know so much. Inca tends to be more our historian, but he knew, and he just shakes us. No, I don't know much of this place. It bothers me. It is an area filled with powerful magics, but it's different. Unnatural. Unsettling. Yes. It's power here I would like to study, but uh, I'd rather study it from a little bit more of a distance than being in it. But we came here to do a job. I would like to do the job. And get out. Yes and no. Uh, it's one of those things where you know it's uncomfortable, but you may want to still study it anyways and get an understanding so that perhaps you can avoid it in the future, or at least know why. Why is it like this? This place is old and strange. Definitely Elvin. I say Elvin because I'm not sure which of if Drow had a hand in it or were even a part of it. Dwarven as well. Not sure Surface or Duragar or before that. Well, I think we had come to the conclusion that it was before that. We've encountered some very old beings on the surface who also know that you know they've been around for a while and this was here before even they arrived. It's very old. Fascinating. I would like to study this place further, but also not. I don't... Mm. Alright. The magic here is different. It's strange. It's... Old. Unnatural. Still going with unsettling. Yeah. That's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Weighty. Full of promise, too. You get the sense there's something that can be harnessed here into something positive. Mm, I don't know about positive. It's a promise I don't know if I want it to be kept. Whatever happened here is probably not good. Interesting, fascinating, possibly able to replicate and repeat, but seems bad. Auric, looking at the skeletons, do you have any way that you can tell which ones are potential threats? I, I do have something I could use, but I'm not prepared to use it at this time. I wasn't expecting to have to locate any undead. Me either. So, is there anything any of us know that would potentially keep any that look like they could attack or be used to attack from attacking, if that makes any sense? Well, I'd need a bit of a short rest to pull off the trick I did before. I don't have another one in me at the moment. Inca looks over. You see him focus magic in his hand and release some acid towards some skeletons and it just melts and falls away. I can just do that as we go if you want, if you're worried. I can play that game, and I pull out an acid vial and throw it at. Uh, another clump of them. Uh-huh. Cracks against it, and you see several other bones melt away. Uh, we don't really need to be desecrating corpses. That's my thought. I was looking for something a little less obvious? It might just have to be we react as we're attacked, then. Okay. Keep your eyes open. I'm sure we'll be fine. I'm kind of looking to Yopig and Yazgus, like, just throwing out suggestions, if if you have any. If I had the ability to do so, I would. Umera has not blessed me with such magics. 
And the best I got is, and I would do like the primal savagery, just make my claws grow for a second. That's the best I got. Yes. Excellent at eliminating enemies, but I understand finding things would be rather difficult. Unless they're animals, then I'm much more in tune with that. I do have something if you wish, Elaine, I can grant you some sight in the darkness. I do like seeing my enemies. That way you do not have to have the beacon of that torch with you. I am not opposed to that. All right. One hand disappears into her shell and she pulls out what looks like a small agate and she starts to mumble an incantation and waves it in front of your eyes and you blink. You have dark vision cast upon you. So for eight hours, you have dark vision to a range of 60 feet. You guys all watch as kind of Elaine's eyes shimmer dark for a second before returning. Elaine, the whole cave like opens up. All of a sudden, what was like the light kind of helping to shine things and see things? It's just you see it all in shades of gray and, and all that, but you can see everything. But it's different being in your human form rather than in the bestial forms that you are more accustomed to having this in. Yeah. Snuff out the, the torch. Throughout the conversation, I think curiosity would be getting the best of Luvin as well. Curious to just see if any of the pummel patrol has magical items on them or items that might be magical. Roll Arcana. 11. Looking at them, the only thing you think might be magical, it's hard to tell because you haven't really seen it in action yet, might be Yazgos's sword. Beyond that, you don't notice any magic items on them. I make a mental note to pay attention if that gets used. So if they're all on board with not, you know, just going around smashing them. Inca shrugs. Like, sure. Because I don't think that would be the best way to handle this. It also would probably be kind of noisy. Yes, I believe it would detract attention. Yeah. I was thinking more along the lines of, and I'm going to walk over to a skeleton that clearly looks dead. We can say it's one of the ones that just had acid on it. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe just like grabbing the skull and pulling it away from the rest of the body. Like, does anybody know if this is like an effective way to check slash prevent? This is not in my realm of of knowledge. I'm just guessing, guys. Yasgos kind of pipes in. Well, of the few undead I've had to deal with, dealing with the head is normally the quickest way to take them down. So, makes as much sense to me as melting them and looks over at Inca. I reduce them to nothing, so sure, that probably works. Removing the head, though, probably is also desecrating, right? Yeah, but it's a little less rude. I don't know. I feel like it's a little less rude, but... does mean you have to go touch them. I don't think we need to mess with them unless they start jiggling around. Then you take care of them. Otherwise, just leave them alone. At this, Yasgo's kind of like pats the hand crossbow's like, I'm a quick shot, so... Okay. Might be able to take them out quickly before they get too close. And we should probably just make sure we're a good several feet away from any, any potential skeletons. Alright, just keep your ears open and your eyes alert. I'm sure we'll be fine. He, like, stares at you, like, straight on. Is that an elf joke? No. Keep your ears open. He just, like, lighten up. I'm kidding. Big smile on his face, like, calm down. He has the superior dwarven hearing. He will assure you of that. Ah, it's true. Is this a surface dwarf thing? Because, I mean, most Duragar, with all the smithing, just, like, they've completely lost their hearing. And 
Mind you, they think that they can hear really well, but... I'm totally doing, like, the finger pointing, like, over Oryx's head, going like, this one too. See, I've already showed them that I have superior hearing, but they just don't seem to understand. It's hard to validate crazy, Oryx. I'm sorry. Oh, Oryx, you're always so funny. And I pat his shoulder, like, laughing. I'm not joking. It's difficult when people just assume things about you. Not assuming. We've had many test cases of this one. Demean kind of so should we continue on? Yes, Demean. I think that would be a great yes, idea. Yes, let's, let's con- continue. I'll keep eyes out. Go ahead, since you are assisting her with this, roll a survival check for me, Elaine. Fifteen. All right. You are proceeding along. You're navigating through. Thanks to a little bit of Leuven hearing the various skeletons off in the distance, you are able to move about and try to avoid the areas with those sounds. You continue to proceed along, and because of lots of circumnavigating, several times you come across completely destroyed buildings that have covered and blocked a roadway that was once part of the city. It takes you guys a couple of hours as you continue to move along. And eventually, you notice what seems like a more freshly created tunnel ahead of you. Like across this stone wall, and kind of scattered to either side of this, you see just lots of piles of bones and skeletons scorched and damaged and broken. There's a couple of branching roads like off to the left and right, but this is what looks to be more freshly created tunnel with lots of skeletons and bones and damage on either side of it the skeletons and damage all that are in the pre-made roads of the ruins some of them you notice like there's a few like off on the side like one two here and there that are undamaged and unmoving but there seems like there might have been just piles of skeleton broken and damaged in this area piled up a little bit can we tell if it was they were fleeing or if they were fighting Roll investigation. Whoever would like to try this. Zero. I got a 13. 17. So, Elaine, you're looking through, and they're dead. There's lots of skeletons. They're not moving. There might be a little bit of concern that there's still a live one somewhere in these piles of bones, but you don't notice anything. Oryx studying through, it definitely seemed like there was a fight here. You're noticing a couple of scorch marks, definitely some movement across the ground, it seems like there was some sort of fight, but skeletons are the only thing that remain. Luvin, you're fairly confident these are dead, dead. Like, for reals dead, not undead. Dead. <laughs> and as you're kind of sifting through, you notice most of the weapon is worn away and broken and torn. But you see a javelin, really dirty and dusty, but not broken and aged. You see lots of dust and dirt and grime on it, but it hasn't broken away. It looks like it's an intact javelin. This javelin here it doesn't really match the age of the ruins it seems m- much more recent than that can you hand it here Luvin? let me take a look i do so can i check it out you are attempting to determine what about it well so the age its origin roll investigation again Luvin. so as you go you reach in and you grab the javelin it's a little bit stuck Yank it out of the ground. Some of the dust and grime falls away, and you notice a little bit of coloration to it. 16. So you study it, and as you do, you start to rub some of the dust and grime and all of that away, revealing 
bits of gold inlay with strips of blue metal across the shaft of the javelin. And looking through it, you notice what seems to be little lightning motif across the shaft. You can roll an arcana check. Four. This namby-pamby magic stuff on it. The magic in this area probably preserved this javelin for some reason. It's not magic, though. May I assist? What was your total? 18. You've heard of these crafted before. These, I mean, have been around for quite some time. This is known as a javelin of lightning. You know that items like this are not super common, but they tend to be able to literally transform into a bolt of lightning and be hurled at much farther distances than normal and hits anything along the way and potentially, of course, reform before it hits the target and electrocutes the target. However, the one benefit of this is within the line of the lightning that's formed, everything along that line can get hit. But the magic is usually not incredibly powerful and lasts only once per day to use this special feature. Otherwise, it's still a magical javelin. It just doesn't have additional features like that. This is so cool. This is a javelin of lightning. All right. Once per day, you can just throw lightning at multiple enemies at once. Probably not best in my hands, though. And I gesture back toward my party members. Currently, I'm the only one that is carrying javelins, I believe. Seeing that after considering a moment. Hmm. You have javelins. This is a javelin. Elaine, here you go. I kind of take a look at Orc. Is it in good condition that I may use it with your permission, Mr. Smithy person? Uh, it, it's in serviceable condition. Might want to give it a little polish, as with any weapon, but I think it'll do what it does. Once I get it in my hand, do I feel that I need to attune to it, or does it just feel like it'll do its thing if I figure out how? It does have a command word, so as you're kind of focusing on it, you don't need to attune, but you get the sense of what the command word is. It is strength-based. It is also a 4d6. Like, it's the Oh, wow. Does that do that on the regular attack or only the special one? Only the special. That's what I thought. The one benefit is if you you hit everything along the way, they have to make a DC 13 deck save. Okay. They take damage no matter what, it's whether it's full or half. And if you hit your target as well, they take your normal damage plus all of the 4d6, no save. So just electrocute the butts out of them. Yeah, otherwise it's a regular jab one. Okay. So you guys are still by all these skeletal bodies. Are you doing anything else? looking at the javelin because it's cool twirling it around in your hands yeah kind of like weighting it and seeing you know how it feels it's a nice javelin needs a little polish so tony yes based on the results of that investigation check and how there was you know some grime and some dust on, on that javelin it sounds like the scene of skeletal carnage was recent but not like two hours ago recent based on your investigation check the javelin itself looks like it's pretty old there are a few fresh markings, certain scratch wounds and a bit of scorch marks here and there, but a lot of this was older. Okay, so some might have been today or within a couple of days. Yeah. Well, based on these recent signs near the top here, we should probably investigate down that way. You're pointing down the freshly dug tunnel? Indeed. All right, you heading in? I suppose it does look fresher than it could be within the last day or two. Mm -hmm. Be on the lookout. I will take point, I suppose. Yasgos, do you want to be up here with me? Draws the short sword. 
All right. I would kind of get my shield ready, and I'm actually going to put the javelin up and just keep my other hand free to pull whichever weapon I need. Okay. Whatever you need. I stay at the ready. <laughs> so you guys begin to proceed on. The tunnel curves slightly downward, so there's a little bit of an incline as you go ahead. You notice it's enough that you're about shoulder to shoulder, two of you can walk as you proceed on. Yazgos kind of positions his shield in such a way that you two could do like almost a phalanx maneuver. If you both had your shields up, you could kind of create like a barrier between yourselves and the rest of the party. You do notice Demian kind of takes the rear and still has bow and arrow like knocked. Starts to kind of look around. Yopig is kind of keeping closer to you guys. Inca is just about the middle of the pack as you proceed inward. Going on, it's quiet still. The heaviness starts to intensify. That weight is larger, heavier. And after about another few minutes, you notice the tunnel begins to open up into what looks like some sort of room ahead. It curves kind of slightly back upwards. You continue onwards, and as you do, you walk into a somewhat familiar room with several tables off to your right. You notice a water basin slightly ahead of you, angled, and you notice a archway with two pillars and the decaying bodies of a few orcs on the ground. This looks familiar. It smells familiar. You have returned to the vault of Neverhelm. And that is where we're going to leave this episode for today. Thank you all for listening. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at Rules is Written or check out our website dndraw.com and feel free to email any questions to me at dm at dndraw.com. Also subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. Please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. And I hope to see you all next time in the world of Ostia.